0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore a Geek, episode 132. I'm Andrew. I'm Dude. And this week, we are going to be talking about the brand new hit or Brent and I've gotten hit. Hit-ish? Swinging. It's like a foul ball is what it is.
1: I was actually thinking of an analogy (laughs) to talk about this, and this is like hitting a really deep line drive that went right into the foul ball territory. Yeah. Like, you went far, but you didn't actually get what you were looking for.
0: Yeah, you made solid contact, but you just didn't quite Mm. uh, execute right. A little off target there. So, if you haven't figured out what we were talking about, we were talking about Justice League, the new film from DC's Extended Universe. So, we're gonna
1: first, talk about if, if we enjoyed it or not. And then we're going to talk about the implications of what happened. We're recording this on Sunday, but the implications of the weekend box office, because those are two really separate topics.
0: I think the foul ball analogy works very well here. This is just a very
1: odd result for this film. Yeah. 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 So, so I. Let's go into, like, did we actually enjoy it first? Because you saw it... I saw it Saturday night. I saw it last night. Did did you see it Friday or Saturday? I saw it Friday. I had the baby most of the the weekend. Okay. Did you bring the baby with you? No. Somebody brought their baby with them when I went to go see it.
0: You know, I will say there were actually a lot of fairly young kids in my audience. Was your
1: theater kind of full? Yeah. No, my theater was completely full. Okay. This is what's interesting. Before we go too deep into the movie itself, mine wasn't. So two weeks ago... When I saw four, it was packed. I made a guess and Fandangoed it because I knew it was going to get sold out, and it did. But we still got some seats. But we got there a little late, so we got crappy seats. But it was packed. This one, we left the house. We went to a closer theater. We left. We finished like one of the event missions, and we left. We got there five minutes before the trailer started. There was plenty of room. Okay. There plenty of room. It was we got it at like a 6:30 show on a Saturday night. Plenty of room. We just just talked, <laughs> foreshadowing what we're going to talk about later.
0: Yeah. So overall. I honestly have to say, I was pleasantly surprised by this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I set my bar... Fairly low. I walked in expecting it not like for me to consider it good. It had to be better than Batman versus Superman. Like that was that was the level at which I said, okay, this is passable. And then obviously Wonder Woman is way up above that. And it's not Wonder Woman good, but it was a lot, a lot better than I had ever expected this to be. The the plot was kind of middle of the road, but I was expecting, especially with the reshoots and the Joss Whedon having to step in at the last minute to help out, and everything we've heard about this film, I was expecting a Suicide squad like level train wreck Mm -hmm. and I've very much didn't get it there are some tonal issues in terms of it's obvious there were two people directing it at, at times And I was really kind of irritated that, especially after the last Star Wars film. I'm sorry. Rogue One. uh, No, not not Rogue One. um, Force Awakens. Uh That a film like this is still so idiotically reliant on entirely CGI. Mm -hmm. Like there were times I was watching things and it was like, everyone here is standing in front of a green screen. Mm -hmm. And they absolutely could be standing on a set. And Mm -hmm. it would look better. Sure. Especially on Paradise Island with the the Amazons. It just, it didn't look very good. Mm -hmm. Especially when Wonder Woman looked very good. Very good because they were all on in places you know, on location and on sets. But yeah, overall I was really quite surprised by how much I enjoyed myself.
1: What about you? Going into this movie, I also had really low expectations. I was chatting with a few people on Thursday during Thursday previews because there was word that the Thursday previews weren't going well. And actually it or Thursday opener didn't go very well. And actually it did about as well as Wonder Woman. That did about 13 million. But you know, the critics got the release on of their reviews i think thursday morning actually got delayed because rotten tomatoes i went to have the release of the reviews on rotten tomatoes got delayed because rotten tomatoes want to do some weird web show on their facebook channel and they just weren't good we we've been talking about it and i've been talking about it with a number of people leading up to this is how the the reviews were going to kind of make or break the opening of this film so i also went into it and they weren't good so i also went into it with fairly low expectations. And I'll be honest, the first half of this movie is, I thought was super dumb. Like I thought it was really, really dumb because I had no idea what we're going into. I didn't even know who the bad guy was until he showed up and he just shows up randomly. It just, the whole setup was bizarre to me that that here's these bugs in Gotham. And then we've got these boxes that we kind of saw in Batman vs Superman, but I didn't even remember them very well. Like they weren't played up as something important Right. And here we have these like boxes and we're, they're supposed to be really important. And the Amazons are guarding these boxes because they're like it's one of them is like jittering. And then Steppenwolf shows up. And the first thing I thought was he shows up and like it's Steppenwolf. And I'm like the band. Is that... is <laughs> right. The band? Right. And I, so I had no idea who the bad guy was. There's no context of, you know, I guess to D.C. fans. And this is probably the weakness between uh, of D.C. versus Marvel is that the Marvel characters, I guess, permeate the culture a little bit stronger than the D.C. characters because. I don't know who the hell this guy was. So it I didn't sound I, like a big deal.
0: I think that's kind of a yes and a no, right? I think Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman all have far deeper penetration than Marvel characters.
1: Sure, but, but those because, are like
0: right, but those 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 three have become cultural icons. Yeah, but where there's a
1: huge drop off after that,
0: right? Whereas Marvel, I think has a has a wider penetration as opposed to deeper. It includes no their no villains. idea
1: who this guy was.
0: To be fair, Steppenwolf is somewhat of a lesser. I I, I was honestly expecting them to. Swing for the fence and go, to, go for dark side right away straight to dark
1: side right and they didn't right. i actually was expecting that too i thought because we saw steppenwolf in the trailers and i thought oh that must be a different baddie and dark side right like, a, hiding like a lieutenant side. right and it turns out that's the big baddie and i was like okay that's stupid then he fucks up the amazons which you're right looked a little bit bad but was kind of satisfying to watch like because he he just <laughs> annihilates them no which I thought yeah
0: was... i mean the fights were were fine to watch i just think you know, said so there were a lot of scenes that could have been done in in the real world instead of
1: satisfying yeah what i thought was really funny the amazons at least were prepared then he goes gets the box from the atlanteans and uh, the only thing they've got defending the box is a chick who makes bubbles
0: right it's amber heard
1: yeah it's like who who are you and what do you do? No idea who this chick was, and then she has like this standoff with Aquaman that was awkward. The whole thing was just weird because Batman's building a team and there was no context at all to putting this team together. So the whole thing is the whole beginning of the movie is, feels incredibly rushed. Did we have conversations about Star Trek VI, about how stupid the beginning of that movie is, but you just have to get past it? No, I don't think it's, we ever did. So The idea is, it's, to me was that this is similar to Star Trek VI, is that here's the action that forces the plot forward. This event occurs. Steppenwolf shows up. We don't know why, and we just have to put this team together. And at first you're like, what is going on here? Like, There's no context to what's going on. There's no explanation. You get a weird Lord of the Rings-esque explanation a little bit later in the movie which was kind of odd, I thought oddly placed and then Batman's just off putting this team together with characters you we haven't seen yet we hadn't seen Aquaman I mean in any substantive way we hadn't seen Flash in any substantive way and or Cyborg hadn't Cyborg in any substantive way I don't think anyone even knows who the hell Cyborg is in the, in the general public they're just like who is this dude and why does he matter? Like, why is he important? Like, he was the got- character that I felt needed the most explaining because you're like, what? Who is this guy? What? I think, there's a, I, I think
0: there's a little bit more cognizance of him than you think, only because DC's made a very concerted effort in the last few years. So in the, the cartoons?
1: Yeah, the cartoons. Or- yeah. In the, in the general public. I think the general public is like, who, who the fuck is this guy? I, think, I mean, I think I'm certain the DC fans know who he is. But the general public is like, who is this dude? And why does he matter? He turned out to be pretty cool later on in the film, I'll admit. But the whole beginning was just this muddled kind of, of mess. Oh, and by the way, did you notice Superman's face? This has been floating around the internet for a little while. Oh, I, you're
0: talking about the digitally I, removed mustache? Yes in, yes. in close-ups?
1: Yes. In that, further back shots? No, it
0: didn't bother correct. me in further back shots
1: correct sometimes it looked okay other times it looked horrendous like the beginning scene with ca- the shot from the cell phone it didn't even look like henry cable like it didn't didn't even remote i looked at it and went see, wait I is this is I, this real no, superman see, or is this a guy pretending to be superman no see
0: that didn't that didn't bug me at all i didn't even look
1: well, the hell out of me
0: I don't even see. I don't even know that
1: that was one of the reshoots, though. If it it looked like it was, if it wasn't, then it was just weird looking because it just didn't look like him. It I, it looked like a different guy. It looked like a lookalike. And I was like, Is that him? No, well, that is him. But it it looked it looked really strange. The only the only place that was
0: really wonky to me was the the scenes between between him and
1: Lois Lane oh, on the, on yeah, the farm, and that's yeah. the one that keeps popping up on the internet because it does look wonky. Oh, it looks complete. Yeah, it looks it looks it looks crazy. But but I thought the first one. The first shot in the movie is this weird cell phone footage, and I'm like, oh, we're off to a bad start. But I will say that I thought Flash was pretty endearing. I thought he was pretty cool. I like the fact that they made Flash kind of autistic.
0: Um, See, I I actually prefer the, the Flash on the TV show. i prefer the i prefer that actor okay i think i I I, I like that i
1: like that he was that he was is flash traditionally jewish or is or is that just something they added because he mentions that he's jewish i feel like that's something they added but i don't i don't know flash all that well so yeah neither do i but i thought that was pretty cool is they made him young they made him kind of autistic and they made him jewish and i liked all of that that's when i think I started to soften to the film is like, I, I kind of like flash. I don't like the way he runs. Who the hell runs like that? Why do they have him running like that? That looked really weird. It looked silly. And I was laughing at it every time that they needed to work on that one. Yeah, I did. I did really dig Jason Momoa. I liked him for the little bit that he was in it. And again, it was just kind of so little context with him and Ray Fisher as cyborg that it was like, all right, I'm just going to have to go along with these guys. I just, yeah. you just had to. The moment where the film finally won me over, where I went along with it is when the they finally brought Superman back. That was the realization is that I really didn't care about any of these other characters except Henry. And maybe this is me personally, as I was someone who did enjoy Man of Steel. I liked Batman's first Superman to a certain extent. I wasn't a big fan of Wonder Woman but I like, and we've talked about this before, Henry Cavill just looks like Superman. He does. Just looks it, and he just, so I buy it immediately, and I just, I root for him, and I like the actor. I like him as an actor, and so I root for him immediately, and the scene where he comes back, which was a shock to no one except the guy in the seat in front of me, (laughs) which really blew my mind, is there, they bring Superman back, and the guy in front of me, in the seat in front of me, is like, woo! Oh my god, that happened! Holy crap! Like, he was blown away that they brought. He must not have been paying attention, right? Right. He just walked into this blind. But he loved it, right? So it was a pretty cool scene.
0: I mean, even though I knew it was coming, I still really enjoyed it. I I anticipated it. And and actually, quite honestly,
1: it happened far earlier in the film than I expected it to. Me too. I thought this was going to be third act stuff, but no, they brought him back. And what I think I like about the Snyder movies, because I don't think he's ever gonna do another one after this. I think he's he's done, but what I'm, I like I'm, about- I'm okay with that. What I like about the Snyder movies, if for no other reason, is there's a, I don't know how to put it in tangible words, or there's, it's an intangible factor, is that the violence of his movies is far more visceral, especially for comic book movies, than the other comic book films. Like we just watched Thor a couple weeks ago, And it was like fun little action and Thor's got the hammer and he's swinging around, beating people up. And I never felt the impact of Thor or Hulk's power personally. And I'm sure other people did, but I never did. In the Snyder films, and particularly in the scene where Superman whoops the shit out of the Justice League, which, by the way, was entirely satisfying, I just realized... That's why I like Superman. Is he beat the piss out of the rest of the Justice League if he wanted to. And when he does, there is a visceralness that I don't feel in the other movies that I felt in this one, which started to turn me for this movie. That was the scene that started to turn me and I, and I liked that.
0: You know what you really know no, you know what it, it is? I think I know what it is here. It's not it's not what Superman does, it's how the other characters react to it. They that was actually also cool. No, no, but like they actually get hurt. Like yeah. when Superman punches them, they don't just like get up and get like they they stagger up. That's how that. I think that's where you're feeling that impact. It's not. Yep. It's not like his power, or it wouldn't be. You know, Thor and Hulk hit people, and they They kind
1: of. They kind of get back up. Batman got his shoulder dislocated. Oh, that was so. Yeah, that, that whole was, scene that was I hysterical. Just, I just enjoyed that oh whole, I, yeah. I think something's bleeding. I think the way he shot it too, because the angles are a little bit wider, is you could see it. He has a shockwave effect when Superman hits someone. There's like a a, a, a really brief shockwave bubble that you He's see. He's been doing that since Man of Steel. I I think that's what it is. I wasn't paying attention to it until now. I was like, I like this, and I. Again, the scene that got me, the little, the moment that got me is when they've all got trying to restrain Superman and Flash is trying to go around him. They're in that weird electric Flash speed world. Like, they just had to make it look different than, what's his name from Days of Future Past? Quicksilver. Quicksilver. And Superman, like, turns to look at him. Like first the eyeball moves and then his head moves. I was, I thought that was, and then they cut to Ezra Miller's face. There's right. that look of utter disbelief? I thought that was all great. And then of course, epic headbutt. Oh, so Hashtag we, epic headbutt.
0: See what what you don't see there is is Flash is actually shitting himself.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's like there's a stream of high intensity urine coming out of him also. But epic headbutt, dude. Did you did the audience feel that in your crowd where like Wonder Woman's about to do the bracelet thing and he catches her he's like, no, we're not doing that. And then he headbutts her and then she headbutts him back and, and he reels and then he like picks her up in the air and goes boom and he sends her into the fucking concrete yeah that was impressive i was like i was like, like rick flair for a moment i was like woo! <laughs> and then he then <laughs> nice. he, picks, he picks superman up by the face and he looks at him and like superman's like oh, i had to do it the world needs you and then superman grabs him and is like but does the world need you and I was like, "Ooh, yeah. Ooh, do you want some with some ointment for that burn? Because that must have stung." I was <laughs> actually,
0: I was actually expecting Batman to say no.
1: Right, I was too. I was actually like waiting for that, and then he just, and then Lois Lane shows up, and he just kind of throws him. <laughs> Like, just, he's two stories in the air. He's just kind of like, yeah, here we go. He just yeah. throws them. That's he's like, oh, and,
0: I think something's bleeding.
1: Yeah, I thought that. And then what I liked about Lois Lane, I realized this, is I liked what this Lois Lane was, is they didn't try and do more with her than they needed to. She was just there as the emotional rock for Superman and it made sense and I was fine with it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's the that's the lowest, that's fine, I'm fine. You don't have to do anything special with Lois Lane. I know in the comic books at some point she got superpowers but she doesn't in this, so let's just, she did too much in Batman vs. Superman. This was fine. I
0: was going to say she did way too much in Man of Steel. You're probably right there too. That and I think that, that was on the, the one I think was worse. But...
1: Probably, I think I'm on the record as saying, like, oh, I like they're doing stuff with Lois Lane. Now that they didn't do anything with her, like, no, I take that back, I kind of like this <laughs> That are, <laughs> this is actually smart i'm sorry for that one nice. my mistake and, so, and then the so, sequence at the end the fights the the scene where he like beats the shit out of steppenwolf and they're all fighting him and i thought that kind of was cool this big ridiculous scene in this kind of proxy chernobyl and yeah. uh i went along with it and at the end of the movie i was like all right you know what i was satisfied i felt satisfied that i saw a, a competent action movie with these characters
0: yeah unfortunately it's very obvious ben affleck is done yes it is i don't, I don't want to fully say he was phoning in his performance because i don't think he was he was there are people who are saying that i i mean i i i can an argument can be made for that i can I will, I will agree with him on that. However, it is very clear that he's like, all right, this, this is my last outing. I'm stepping away.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably the case, too. And, it's, and there it are was, a lot of people well, who didn't it funny like him. It, well, he, he did it mostly during the Bruce Wayne things. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And I don't know. See, the thing is, yes, it looks like he's phoning it in. There's also a part of me that feels like Ben was trying to pull off the brooding look and didn't nail it maybe you know because i if if we talk about actors looking like they're phoning it in before like a great example is um kirsten dunce in the spider-man movies natalie, she looked, natalie portman in anything right in anything well i mean certainly in the thor movie like she hated those or but star like, wars well, yeah 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 but for instance dunst looked progressively more stoned as each movie went on but yeah. i want to give benefit the benefit of the doubt and he was trying to go for the brooding i don't give a fuck about this world but i kind of do look and it, it didn't come off well
0: well so the way i look at it with ben affleck is ben affleck is a professional so sure. he, he is trying to put on a good performance correct but his heart's not in the role. Yeah. And I think just, that makes a difference.
1: I, I think so, too. I think we know that because we've been following the story for over the last year. Uh, what I'm saying is I don't know if you could discern that just by looking at his face. I think I think it's people who are saying that are playing with some insight and inf- information. OK, but if I were just looking at the performance, I think he was going for something and he may not. He may. I agree with you, He's professional. I think he's somewhat underrated as an actor. I just think maybe he just didn't quite pull off the Bruce Wayne aspect of Batman as Batman. I thought he was fine, although some people were mad that he smiled at one point. When Superman showed up, I mean, he did something. I forgot what. Ca- I remember the smile. I forgot what caused it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it what it was either. But some people were mad about that. I, that didn't bother me. What the fuck ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I really don't care. I mean, the whole point was Batman is trying to bring Superman back because he feels guilty because he knows we need this guy. And when he does come back after nearly killing him, both of them nearly getting killed, there was a, a look of relief on his face that I believed that even Batman would have. That's just me. What I will say. Why I think I like this movie a little bit more than I was expecting is that the not so much supporting cast, but that lower level cast, the Commissioner Gordon's, the Ma Kent's, the dad for the Flash. Billy Crudup. Thank you, Billy Crudup. I really like all those actors. I think they're really good. I enjoy watching them. And I think for the little parts that they have, they were great. I mean, you've got, they made you've got
0: several really quality character actors, right? J- Absolutely, yeah. J.K. Simons, yep. Joe Morton, who played... The, the dad of
1: Cyborg, yep. who I think is great. Yeah.
0: I mean, Diane Lane's not really a character actress, but she's very good. She's excellent, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: even Amber Heard was pretty good. Like Amber Heard, another character, just Jeremy Irons. Yep, Jeremy Irons, who I think is fantastic. They even had Roos Bolton as, like, a non-conscript terrorist bad guy show up. Right right you know uh, what I mean what, so like yep. so that I, I like that I think that's what made it work I was like oh this guy's in the movie cool like I just like maybe that's just me liking actors and seeing them and I'm like ah, that's cool Yeah, I was, I I I was a little
0: disappointed we didn't get more of the publisher of the Daily Planet we didn't get a publisher of the Daily Planet yeah no so. no
1: Perry White at all right nope. no Lawrence Fishburne once yeah and I was I really
0: act- disappointed I'm like man I liked Lawrence Fishburne
1: I do too <laughs> and I think he's a really good Perry White
0: yeah yeah much like, J- much like J.K. Simmons was a great J. Jonah Jameson right
1: yeah, he was X. Ex- like of all this, of those of those three Superman movies, he really was my favorite part.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking Jay Jonah Jameson from Jake Simmons. I thought he, I
1: at one point I thought he was actually going to stroke out. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a he's a great actor. He could play that high level intensity, pissed off super. He does it in other movies. It's super good. Plus, those insurance commercials he, he's in are always funny. We are farmers. <laughs> i can't i shouldn't say it like that because i that's like an advertisement they should be paying us for that i shouldn't do that
0: cut or, that out guys. or or the, or the or now they're going to come and sue our asses right just believe that's our, that's our luck they're not going to pay us going to sue us yeah
1: uh and again amy adams was a great i just like the cast and i'm not a fan of joss whedon normally but my understanding is that his reshoots covered most of the <laughs> final act
0: you know, I was right? going to bring that up at some point if you didn't.
1: No, I have I don't <laughs> like. Him. I know. I don't like his movies at all. But and I do kind of like Snyder. I am kind of a fan. I find his movies fun. I'm still a fan of some of his earlier work. But I guess I'm going to have to give him some credit because, for all intents and purposes, Snyder. Looks like most of the first half was left untouched, which blows my mind because that was the part that was stupid. And then whatever the second half was, that was probably mostly Josh mm. Whedon. He certainly wrote enough to get a screenplay credit. Certainly put enough in there to get a screenplay credit. And those last bits were probably, I mean, certainly all the stuff I loved was the Superman stuff. And that was pretty much all Whedon. So I got to give credit where credit is due is that I'm not still not a big fan of his. But clearly he may have saved the movie, at least for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, part of it is, I think, when you let Whedon do everything, you get, I mean, logically, really heavy Joss Whedon. Yeah. And when, I, that's
1: a pill it's tough to swallow for me. Right.
0: When Joss Whedon is coming in and fixing up someone else's work. Mm-hmm. I think there's enough of his style that comes through or w- w- what what of his style comes through makes it really enjoyable. But yeah. doesn't give you that heavy Whedon feel.
1: No, I think I think a sprinkle of Whedon seems to be for at least for superhero films, a sprinkle of Whedon is okay. It's like were that Ralphie Mae joke or not Ralphie Mae. Shoot, who's that big comedian who just recently died? Ralphie no, Mae. It was Ralphie Mae. Yeah, it was Ralphie <laughs> Mae. Sorry. Ralphie Mae. I thought I was I got I got it mixed up with Anglacious for a second because I always cause they're just two big comedians. But you know, there's a the part where he talks about Starbucks he wants to to sprinkle the little bit of gay on the top of starbucks just add that little yep. bit of gay on the top i can actually live with just a little bit of wheaten. just sprinkle a little bit of wheaton on the top not don't pour it in there just sprinkle a little on the top i think i think i can live with that now i'm at that point all right so is there anything else you want to add to this
0: not about the movie itself i think it's i think it's worth moving on to
1: i just want the, a, b- the box superman. office yeah we will i just want a solo superman movie now i'm tired of the team i'm tired of the group i just want solo superman oh wait before we go on too far <laughs> the 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 ending credit stuff the two post credit sequences uh, i thought the the one between flash and superman i thought was cute yep. i was actually waiting for batman to line up cuz you remember the meme do you ever see the meme yes. where it's like superman flash and then there's batman and they're like what and he's like i'm batman right believe yes. in, and it's believing just I was almost waiting for that to happen it didn't but i still i still liked it and then of course jesse eisenberg and deathstroke at the very end
0: yeah fuck that last one i'm sorry
1: okay okay i see as i an, I, an... I
0: absolutely detest jesse eisenberg as lex luther okay i think he cannot in any way shape or form sell that part i you and i argued about this a lot about two yeah. years ago mm-hmm. where i can i can agree with you that that batman versus superman has to do with power yeah so cast someone cast someone as lex Luthor who i actually believe has power a slightly evil mark zuckerberg uh (laughs) does nothing except give except like i have i have disdain for it not fear well
1: i was actually more curious to what you thought as a comic book fan the, the the bringing of deathstroke and this idea of whatever the antithesis of the justice league is Eh. Yeah, okay. Again, I have no I have no emotional investment in that. I was curious what you thought. See, I, okay, I, good.
0: I I think they should stick with the Fourth World stuff. Okay. The all the the death the dark side and that kind of stuff. Yeah, there was
1: a brief mention of dark side. I'm sure you picked up on well, that. He also
0: man- he also mentioned he, that he wanted to join join his place among the new gods, right. which is Jack Kirby's Fourth World stuff for DC.
1: Right. No, I picked up on that. So Okay, maybe that'll be cool. I don't know. I just want a solo Superman, just solo Superman. I actually, I'm enjoying what they're doing with this character so far. Just get get the rest of them out of there. Bring them. in, but Bra- anyway. bring in Brainiac. I would love. Brainiac, God, that'd be or, so good. Or, or Metallo, or even, you know what? I would, I would like someone to take a crack at bringing in Lobo.
0: I thought you were gonna like, say, I, I thought you were gonna say like Mister Mixleplix, and I'm like, what? I w- no, I I, I wouldn't know
1: who the fuck that is. You're you're giving me way too much credit in my DC comic book knowledge.
0: I would just, I would want to see that just to see like who the fuck they
1: cast. I mean, don't actually do it because it'd be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, right. Okay. I, w- I would like to see give them credit. All right. So let's talk about the box office stuff. So okay. we had a discussion about. We had a discussion. It
0: didn't get released yet because I no. did just I cut it for for time reasons. It will get released as a bonus. Right. So, so it will be okay. out there.
1: So we had a big discussion about where what would be considered a success for this movie. Yes. But we didn't. We I don't think we, we disagreed on that. We we didn't disagree on what would be considered a failure.
0: No, we did not.
1: I was pretty clear that if it was below Thor and certainly below a million that would be an obvious failure yes and as i'm sure you you have up in front of you the report from box office mojo that they are not expected to crack the hundred million mark this weekend
0: no right now we're looking at 96 million and mm. i'd like to point out for opening weekends that's actually seven million less than wonder woman open to unbelievable Yep, and it's almost 130 million less than thor I'm sorry. Almost thirty million less than Thor. Not 130
1: right, million. but yeah. all you know, thirty million less than Thor, forty million less than Suicide Squad, and seventy million less than Batman vs Superman for a budget. Did we? We were we were talking about. This, did we finally get budget numbers on this movie?
0: At least not according not according to Box
1: Office Mojo. We don't have solid budget numbers yet. Because I we're we're predicting this is probably going to cost them three hundred million. This probably cost them three hundred million.
0: Uh, I was seeing two hundred and twenty-five to two hundred and fifty somewhere in that range.
1: Okay, so that's still insane, but not certainly more reasonable than 300
0: i didn't realize at the time that is actually comparable to avengers
1: okay yeah 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 but like certainly not in the stupid territory that specter went into specter john carter etc etc yeah 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 yeah. okay fine and at least according to the box office mojo article it seems to be doing slightly better internationally than except expected but way below what they were hoping for domestically and yeah. i think y- you had said that this is a make or break for dc i would slightly amend that i think this is a make or break for snyder and i think this officially boots him from the franchise i still think warner brothers which is a big company we talk about like big mouses watching warner brothers is big too it is i think with the the success of Wonder Woman and the tentative success, you know, while not fan, not a fan favorite, not a critical favorite, Suicide Squad did fairly well. It actually, if someone was telling me its profit margin was like a little like five million less than Batman vs Superman. So it did make the money. Yeah, it did. That's true. I think they will try again, but they're going to push the reboot on their creative team. I think that's what's probably going to happen.
0: That's That sounds reasonable. And, you know, here's the thing. This movie has gotten panned really hard by critics we were Ooh, we, we were yeah. talking we were talking before we went to we, we actually started recording here that at rotten tomatoes right now it's sitting at 40 percent and you said for top critics it's like sitting 24. at 24 percent yeah yeah and, <laughs> and now having seen <laughs> yeah. the, having seen the movie though i don't understand it's not like a 90 something percent movie no but no, it's no. not a it's not a 40 percent movie either i would say 60 70 percent you know sure sure i, and I, and think, I think what it was but i think that's reasonable so i think yeah that i think then i think next week we're not going to see as precipitous a drop-off as we have like for Thor and some other films. Right. I, I think word of mouth will actually help hold this one up because generally speaking, bring that up. generally speaking, the response I'm seeing from, you know, the people I know, the community I'm in yeah. has been pretty positive. So
1: mm. I yeah, think, that, see, I think people will get out and see it. See, that's interesting because tr- as you said, historically and traditionally, and, and in a very broad general way, superhero movies, and in particular the Marvel superhero movies don't have good legs. Everyone who's going to see these movies sees them right away and then they don't go back and there's no new people pouring it to see them the way for instance the movie get out did in the beginning of the year where it did really well, and then a lot of people started seeing it week after week after week. That's not the case with these kind of movies. And you're right, there's a disconnect between the critics on this film, because, like you said, top critics were at about 24%, the field was at 40-something, but the fans were at 85 Yeah, The people who saw it were at 85 So I would be curious if we came back and look at this another week and see what the drop looked like. Because if it was a standard superhero drop, that's between 50. forty-five and fifty-five percent. Yeah, some, sometimes even higher, sometimes even as high as sixty, sixty-five. Very true. And if you remember, Batman vs Superman had a huge drop. It did big in the and then just clunk was in that sixty percent range. I don't, you know, be curious because I'm not in the com- that community as deep as you are. I have a couple of friends who are really all about it, who are kind of waiting to see. If it has some legs, it goes into the Thanksgiving weekend with some strong word of mouth amongst the fans and people who were like, I'm not going to see that. And then their friends are like, actually, no, it's not nearly as bad as you think. You might like it. And they turn out, you know, maybe maybe there is something something to be said about that. And there's a line from the Rotten Tomatoes article. Um, In the end, we might be looking at a domestic run that could fall short of $200 million, though we're anticipating a finish just a bit over. Similar to Godzilla's two hundred million dollar run in two thousand fourteen, with its ninety three million dollar debut, so there is some hope for them, hope for for Warner Brothers in DC. There's no hope for Snyder; he's done. He's just he's just done.
0: Right. Real quick, Batman versus Superman had a had a sixty nine point one percent drop, almost seventy yeah, percent, week, week okay. one to so, week two.
1: Yeah, no,
0: I, I, I do think there is potential for this movie. I think you're right. I think between everything that's gone on for Snyder personally, and I think based right, we'll, on, we'll just, on the yeah. on the film franchise, I think Snyder's—I don't think Snyder's coming back for the rest of this franchise. I would agree. And, again, there
1: are plenty of people who are celebrating that.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I'm celebrating that, but, I mean, I, I think I'm kind of done with Snyder's aesthetic. Mm-hmm. At least for super, superhero movies. I mean, for him to go off and do things like Sucker Punch and—I mean, I, I, I understand— or, it. I understand
1: the rumor is Fountainhead. That could be interesting. I that mean, and like, interesting.
0: I understand, you know, Watchmen is a superhero movie, but I think his aesthetic works really well for something like that. Did you like Watchmen? I don't remember your opinion on Watchmen. It was okay. I think it was a little okay. bit, a little bit too shot for shot, but yeah,
1: what I it was interesting is that I love Snyder's opening sequences, particularly with his comic book movies, like that opening title sequence. I yeah. love those. I think those are fantastic. This one was especially weak. This one was especially unimpressive. Because, like, his opening for Watchmen was excellent. Yes, it, it was. It was better than the movie. It was excellent. I loved that. I thought it was... I do, I do remember you, you you being particularly fond of that. Oh, I thought it was fantastic. The rest of the movie was... Bad. Okay, I love Rorschach, but the rest of the movie was bad. But this one was was a bit of a letdown. I was like, oh, this is not a good style. Like, immediately, I was like, all right, Snyder opening title sequence. Here we go. What the hell is this? Right. What? No! <laughs> God. Uh, fine. <laughs> that was like, yeah, that beginning of that movie was off to bad. So what I think the critics were hitting on is, if you can get back past that first half, if you can just survive it and and kind of get get through it and just accept it for what it is and get to the Superman stuff, I think you'll have a good time. And I think if you're not able to do that, you're gonna have a rough, we're gonna have a rough outing with this movie.
0: Yeah, and, so, and I was, mean, I don't disagree with you that the first half was was not as good as the second half, but I don't even think the first half was so, was so bad to warrant such a warning.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Okay, fine yeah you're being a lot more generous than i am
0: no okay. I, I absolutely agree i'm being more generous and again i was very surprised by how much i enjoyed this film again do i think it stacks up to some of the other other films that are out there not as well but right. do i think again i like this significantly more than i like batman versus superman and that was where the bar mm-hmm. was set so mm-hmm. also i was just impressed by the runtime because i heard i'd heard rumors this was going to be three hours
1: yes that was the that was the rumors yeah
0: and i was like oh like i i went and bought popcorn and a soda because i'm like i'm gonna need i'm gonna need sustenance to make it through three fucking hours <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, and, for sure. And
0: I apparently just didn't look at the runtime because, I mean, runtime is two hours, 31 minutes. Right. It did not feel like that. It felt it felt
1: like two hours. It was great. No, that's true. In my opinion, when Superman showed up, the movie just got into high gear and I also kind of, it, it moved and I kind of just dug into it and I didn't feel the runtime in the later half of the movie. Yeah. But I heard that they had cut like an hour from this movie. I mean, what, Batman versus Superman's full cut is like, what, four hours or something stupid? No, it's three. It's three, okay. So, yeah, it's... It, they, They made it long, but no, you're right. I thought the runtime for a superhero movie of this box office magnitude, two and a half hours, is about. Yeah that's perfect yeah it's, about, yeah it's about what we're expecting uh, so what have you been into this week I have been trying to finish Stranger Things season 2 desperately trying to finish Stranger Things season 2 we finished episode 6 a couple nights ago I'm told I can skip episode 7 and do 8 and 9 and we're fine so I want to finish that I finished season 5 of Star Trek a couple nights ago also really like season 5 really like season 5 really liked Ensign Roe wish we had more of her yeah and Ro Laren is really a good character really good character and I think season 5 is the most we see of her I think she only shows up once or twice in season six and seven between yep. those two. It's not much. So, really liked her. Yeah, just so season five, really a lot of fun. Anything else? I recently rewatched the movie Fire and Ice by Ralph Batchy. Really just a fun, stupid, animated Swords and Sandals fantasy movie from those, like the late 70s, early 80s time where everything was Conan the Barbarian. It, just, yep. oh, it's just so much fun. Other than that, just picked up a couple of used books, stuff on Napoleon. Just, you know, I normally don't buy hardcover books, but when they're just $7. Right. Wh- why the hell not? So that, and that's really been about it. I haven't gotten a chance to really sit down and read Death of Stalin or The Coldest Winter at any kind of detail, but paged through them and like and liked what I saw. But that's been about it. Also, there's this book out there, since Hollywood scandals are in the news, it's but called Hollywood Babylon. I've been recommending it to people because, The author, Kenneth Anger, who uh, started as a child actor and then became notorious, a notorious filmmaker in the underground scene in the 70s, wrote this book called Hollywood Babylon, where he chronicles all the big scandals during the golden age of Hollywood. And there's actually an interview with him in The Hollywood Reporter from a couple weeks ago where, you know, all these scandals that are going on right now. He's like, yeah, this is um, I wrote about this in my book. Have you read the book? Like we did this already. Right. It is a but it's a fascinating book. Like just I've gotten through I you can you can jump around because each chapter is kind of self-contained. It's like one chapter is on Fatty Arbuckle, the other chapter's on, you know, so and so and and so on and so forth. So that you can just kind of if you want to pluck a scandal out, you can. And it's the each scandal self-contained in the chapter and plenty of pictures. It's not difficultly written. It's actually kind of written with a, a good sense of wit and humor and and, and tabloid sense to it, so it, it makes it fun, but it's also sourced. Well, because so, he's, in many cases, like with the Fatty Arbuckle example, he's quoting directly from the court transcripts. So it's I would recommend it, and I have a copy of it that a friend is letting me borrow that's actually signed by Kenneth Anger. So I actually cool. have to give have to give this one back to him soon.
0: Very nice. Let's see. So last night I started watching Punisher. Uh, so far it's pretty good. I'm three episodes, I think.
1: Yeah, three episodes. I'm going to have to check this one out because I'm not a big fan of the Marvel TV shows, but I did like the clips from daredevil with punisher in them
0: no he was john bernthal was extremely good in in daredevil season two so far i know you and tracy have both complained about Westworld. you especially more that yeah you know for like six episodes you just kind of didn't do anything it was just kind of there whereas this is slow but it's deliberately slow it's very intentional and it's building very nicely so far okay
1: so you can feel it you can it's like we're working towards something
0: yeah okay yeah and I mean it's Punisher so it's it's fairly intense
1: you know he's yeah. definitely
0: getting ready to you know murder people
1: he's about to end dudes yeah. <laughs> He's about to end people. Yeah.
0: yeah yeah so there's that i had been listening to too big to fail on an audiobook mm-hmm. and unlike the smartest guys in the room where there's that moment of like shit's coming too big to fail like shit has come and it's and it keeps coming yeah they're like oh, okay we got a fix for this oh no things are way worse than we thought okay all right let's get everyone back together let's try and fix that okay we fixed it nope nope this other shit's going wrong now mm-hmm. and it, it's given me at least a little bit of a different perspective on kind of everything that happened mm-hmm. you know 10 years ago now mm-hmm. uh there's that i'm also listening to I listen to different books at work and home. I listen to Ready Player One, on audiobook. Mm -hmm. It's read by Will Wheaton. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my friends are like, oh man, it was so good. You gotta like, you gotta you gotta go listen to it. And I, I've already read the book, so I know what happens. Sure. But I'm not as impressed with Wheaton's performance. Mm-hmm. It, it's not bad, but it's not, like, as great as everyone told me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little disappointed with that. Uh, a friend of mine and I, over the during the week, got to try out uh, a card game I picked up while I was in Florida called Pixel Tactics. Hmm. I don't know that one. Uh, And th- this one actually has a Mega Man skin to it. Like, there's, there's the original game Pixel Tactics, and this is like a re- skinning with Mega Man. Sure. It was fun. I mean, it took us probably about 45 minutes to I. Hour to, to figure out, but I mean, once we got going, it, it picked up the pace pretty good. I got my ass pretty soundly kicked, <laughs> and then uh, just before we were recording, I went out and picked up a bunch of supplies and crap so I can sleeve a bunch of cards for a bunch of other games. Yep, so I'm basically gonna sit in my office and, and sleeve cards.
1: Are they all standard size? Because sometimes these like yes. little box card games no, no, don't I... have standard size cards, and you want to scream.
0: No, so I have a bunch of, um, I've got a ton of hard sleeves laying around from when I played a little bit of Magic. Sure. So I test fit them. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I was like, before, before we, like, you know, jump into this fucking mess, let's just go ahead and, yep, okay, they fit. Sweet.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, recently at the, the game store I like to go to, they had some sort of Magic qualifier yeah, and it amazes to me because every time I, I mean, no matter where I go, when when I go to a game store to play games, there's always Magic games going on. Yep, always. Sometimes there's a little mini tournament. Sometimes it's just a bunch of guys getting together playing Magic. So it's it's an omnipresent thing in the in the, in the gaming world. But recently, there must have been some kind of qualifier, or again. I have to plead ignorance. I don't know exactly what was happening. But the mood in the room was very different. Like, it was clearly different. There was that agony of defeat, thrill of victory vibe going on. And it was packed. The room was
0: Yeah, I know know some people around here who have gone to some of the regional qualifiers. And I can believe it because, like... Just like Friday Night Magic, gets a little nuts.
1: Yeah, sometimes it can get testy. This was serious. There were people like hands in their head, like they just threw six interceptions, to, you know, in the Super Bowl. They're like, oh god, you know, that kind of stuff. It was uh, pretty intense. I'm yeah. like I got, I got my little war game over here. I'm just gonna sit in the corner.
0: Actually, when we went, because uh, we went to, like I said, we went to the game store to play the other day. They were actually playing Yu-Gi-Oh, which is a game I had really, seen, I had not seen played in like fucking 15 years
1: yeah I was about to say like I'm certain the last time I saw it played I was in college when I was working at that game store
0: yeah yeah no so part of the part of the reason we actually ended up playing the Mega Man game was we wanted to get some starter decks for the Final Fantasy card game just give it a give it a whirl Mm mm-hmm and they didn't have any, so we're like, All right, I brought that with me just in case. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. The final fact, I did pick up some packs of that and, and finally did get some, a couple starter decks. Mm-hmm. Just the physical cards are really nice. Like, they've got, like, a plasticky kind of back to them. Sure. So they're, just, they're really nice. Like, I, I'm going to put them in sleeves, but, like, I kind of don't want to. hmm They
1: just, they're nice. They're nice, yeah.
0: It's like when we, uh, some of the times we we go to the convention and pick up prints and you'd be like, oh, oh this, is, this is worth 20 bucks just for the paper.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are there, Especially I've if got, it's not on fucking metal.
0: I've got one Choi Obach Choi and Obok print that, I remember specifically being like, like I bought it and I was like, okay, whatever. And then like they handed it to me, it's like, Oh, and like immediately I just handed it to you like, feel this. You, you had basically the same reaction. You're like, Oh, oh that's nice. So awesome. All right, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to thereforegeek.com Check out our blog posts and our podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. <laughs> so once again, I'm Andrew, I'm the dude. And you've been listening to Therefore A Geek.